welcome to Flow with the Funk. My name is Michelle, aka Flo, aka the Funky Celebrant. This is a podcast aimed at anyone and everyone interested in love, ceremony and celebration. I don't care if you're half of or a whole couple looking for inspiration, friends, family or a supplier. This podcast is for you. Hi everybody, welcome back to Flow with the Funk. Today I am joined by the epic fellow celebrant that is known as Sophie but rather than me tell everybody who and what you are and where you are do you want to introduce yourself for me? Yeah so uh, I'm a humanist uh, weddings namings and funeral celebrant based in Liverpool and I am also lucky enough to be on the training team for Humanist UK as well Um, and I live in Liverpool with my hub and my cat and I love it here. Are you originally from Liverpool? Um, no, I was actually born in Plymouth. And then um, when my parents split up, um, me and my mum and my sister moved back up to Birkenhead. Yeah. And um, then I left when I was 18 and didn't come back uh, to live again until I was 33. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, just absolutely love it. Funnily enough, um, uh, we were ordering a wicker coffin for my father-in-law about six years ago it is now and when we gave the address um the woman, I said yeah no, no, no. Liverpool she went oh Liverpool <laughs> because people can't do it they can't they can't hear you say Liverpool or Birkenhead without repeating it back in in a in what they think is a scouse accent and she was so <laughs> embarrassed I was like don't worry don't worry you know okay <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, there's, there's certain there's certain accents, isn't there, that everybody has to mimic. You've got the Liverpool one, you've got the Brummy one, yeah. and they always get the Brummy wrong because they always mix it up with Black Country, which is a completely different accent. Uh, they don't talk proper English in the Black Country. They're all yam yam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet you if you if you say you're from Birmingham, I bet you you get fifty percent of the people repeat, repeating it back in what they think is an accent. Yeah, and it's normally yeah. wrong because it's normally the yam yam accent, and it's wrong because we are you know we are a proud separatist group of Brummies. <laughs> but anyway, we're here to talk today, um, and I think there's been a lot of stuff in the press and certainly within the forums that we we are both on on Facebook, etc. There's a lot of stuff that is about humanists versus independent celebrants. Mm. We're here today to try and debunk the myth of humanists versus independent. We're mm. here to talk about the same things that humanists and independents offer and what makes humanists different to independents. So it's, it's differences, not verses. So yeah. I want to get that out of everybody's head. We're not here to say one is better than the other. We're just here to talk about why we're different. So first off, coming at this from somebody that knows absolutely nothing about humanism, <laughs> we won't even go about not knowing anything about celebrants, somebody that knows nothing about humanism, what is humanism to you? Um, it, yeah, and, and we were chatting just be- briefly before the podcast, weren't we? And I, I was saying I am so used to people not knowing what the word means. Um, and I actually go into schools, um, into RE lessons as well, as, as a, a humanist editor, to speak on humanism. So in a nutshell, uh, this is what I go into primary schools um, uh, and sort of use these three points. Um, and I just say that... Um, <clears throat> Basically, uh, you could say it breaks down to somebody who believes that we have this one life um, only, not another life to go to, and that we should make the most of it. Um, That our beliefs, we want our beliefs to be based on evidence, experiences, and reasoning. And that's why um, humanists will uh, will be either atheist or agnostic mm-hmm. um, um, atheist obviously being not you know very comfortable in saying there is no god or gods and an agnostic saying we're never going to have that knowledge we're just never going to be able to know mm-hmm. um, and then and then the third point um which is really important which um separate it out from just atheism is the third point is uh, a humanist um, or humanist 
strongly, strongly believe that we should be treating each other kindly. Um, it, it's basically what we call in RE circles, the golden rule. Yeah. So it's, it's in the Bible, treat others like you want to be treated. It's in, it's in the, you know, it's in all of the um, religious scriptures, cultural writings. Um, and that's why we call it the golden rule. And, yeah. and that's what uh, makes humanism an imp important part of any RE dialogue. Um, and so a lot of the, a lot of the, so there's a lot of misunderstanding. So say in RE, you know, you might get some people going, but why would you have humanism in RE? It's not religious. And what the argument is, is if you are going to be discussing beliefs and values anywhere, yeah, whether yeah. that is, um, in a school subject or in marriage laws or um, pastoral support in hospices and hospitals and prisons, um, then, then you need to have humanism there. So there's the full spectrum on offer. Because yes. if you don't, what you are then saying is that you have to be religious to um have good morals you have to be religious to offer pastoral support in a hospital setting um or you have to be religious to get married under a belief system so it, it's about bringing that equality yeah um, and obviously the, there's a whole massive spectrum of religious belief and um, you, you can't pigeon, you can't sort of make it black and white, you know, so some Buddhists would identify as atheists, you know, uh, you know. but anyway, so that, that, that's basically why I believe that humanism is, is important. Yeah. So does it encompass um, like a spirituality or is that religious that, or? No, no, that's a, that's a really good question. And it, and it does that, that term does divide humanists so some humanists don't like to use that word because they think it links too much to religion personally i'm really comfortable in using it because i link it to the human spirit yeah i don't i don't link the sense of spirituality to anything that's supernatural yeah um so I, I would say I definitely have a sense of spirituality and, um, and you know, if I'm standing in, on a mountain in the Lake District, you know, and the, there's, you know, when you get the shafts of light coming through clouds, you know, I'm just like, wow, this is absolutely incredible. And it does make me think, I, I, I've, you know, I totally understand where people feel uh, there's something bigger in that way I don't personally feel the universe has a plan yeah. or is in any way conscious um, and, I, and I, I did go through a journey with that so again um, I really like what so I actually used to teach RE not as a subject specialist yeah. um, I, I was trained as an art teacher and I taught that for seven years and then I ended up in a special school and special schools are famous for teachers not teaching their own subject yeah. because yeah. you're there because of your relationship with the kids. So, um, so I t yeah, I taught RE for 10 years there. So I would always get across to the kids that it isn't like you are one or the other, you have to pick, you know, people will go on a journey, whether that is that they start out religious with religious beliefs and um, then have to keep those all their life or they start out religious beliefs and then lose them or you know they start out without religious beliefs may find some you know it's, it's a it's a it's not an either or I feel now I have come to a position that I I'm comfortable with this makes sense to me this is how I make sense of the world mm. and 
just just as you come to know yourself through the decade that's where I am now mm. and it's really unlikely to shift you know <laughs> I, I can't see it shifting now you know I'm 50 I'm here um, and so, but the journey that I went on I would say um, my mum was brought up Catholic but she she had an awful time of it um, you know I won't go into more details, but awful time of it. Mm. And she just didn't mention religion when I was growing up. Um, so I would have said, I, I, I just, at that point as a teenager, I just thought that if anybody, if anybody believed in anything supernatural, they were just stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, it's black and white, atheist. Um, and then I think as I got to university, met more people, read more books, The Colour Purple, Mm -hmm. really, um, I talk about that quite a bit as a sort of a shift because the definition of what God is in the colour purple mm -hmm. is far, far different to the thing that was being pushed on me at school. Yeah. And so yeah. I thought, well, okay, it's not that I believe in that God, but I totally can understand that some people will, you know, so mm -hmm. it's sort of... Um, took away that sort of black and white edge for me and so I think in my 20s um, or later in my 20s and possibly early 30s I would have described myself as spiritual but not religious mm -hmm. and I would have believed that things happen for a reason and then I think through teaching RE and talking about beliefs a lot you know and that's the brilliant thing about special schools is that there's so much more freedom yeah you know, you don't have to race through a curriculum. So we would have some amazing chats. You know, what happens after death? You know, and um, how does the world begin? And yeah, it was great. Um, so I think it was through then that I just thought, no, th these are my beliefs and values. And then um, my father-in-law, we, we had a humanist funeral for him. And... Um, when I decided I wanted to become a celebrant a, a few years later, I just knew, right, no, that's right for me. You know, I, I want to be a humanist celebrant. I didn't even look anywhere else because it was such a great fit. Mm -hmm. Because um, Humanist UK are obviously not just uh, ceremony providers. That's only a small section of what we do. Um, and... Um, I wanted to be representing an organisation that fights for human rights campaigns and things like that. So I wanted that. I wanted my beliefs and values to be very aligned with the organisation that I worked for. You know, and I think I think um, Natasha and Claire are doing re <clears throat> really well in that as well, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Now in the Celebrants Collective. Um, I, I see that they're, they're bringing values really at the core, and I, I think I think that's really important. That's well, that's important for me. Yeah. I really feel that my values align with who I'm working for, and it has led me to leaving some places of work in the past. You know, because I want that, whereas other people um, can go. Do you know what? You know the differences, but overall, I'm happy. But yeah, yeah. that's just, just who I am. Yeah, no, I, th I think regardless of whether you're humanist celebrant or an independent celebrant or any other type of celebrant, because obviously there's quite a few different ones out there. We've obviously got the pagans and and spiritualist celebrants over in Northern Ireland as well, or in mm. Ireland, full stop. Um, I think having your core values at the centre of what you do will make you a better celebrant. Yeah, yeah because like I say, I, my core values are probably very, very akin to yours. But whilst I don't believe in God, I believe in something. Mm. I don't know what. Mm -hmm. um, my, my, I, the more I read about paganism, the more that makes sense to me. 
um, and not so much working a day at uh, worshiping a deity or something, but actually taking care of the land, being thankful to the the animals and 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 things like that. That makes sense, and actually celebrating the seasons makes yeah. complete sense. So yeah. I'm not a pagan, but I know I'm leaning more towards that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like reading about that, and I love it when somebody comes up to me and says, "You know, we're we're we're, we're solo. Um, we don't want a, um, a priest or priestess to conduct a ceremony, but we want somebody that has a leaning towards it. Will you do ours? Yeah, mm. I'll jump at it because I'm always learning something from them as well. I was thinking, yeah, yeah it's that it's that learning and having your core values echoed with the people that you work with i.e. the couples and the families, but also the people you associate with, i.e. the wider cerebral community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think your your stance actually at the moment represents the biggest group of um, people regarding belief, regarding belief and values. Um, there are more people who have some kind of there are more people who would describe themselves roughly as spiritual but not religious mm. than there are any religious or humanist groupings mm. um, so when so when the british survey what is it Brit, british bsa british survey of attitudes no british social attitudes it's a it's a, it's a really thorough thorough um survey that's been going since the 80s with the same question so you can see trends mm. um I think I think the latest numbers are something like fifty three percent of the population is non religious mm. um, um and i, I and with um uh humish u k commissioned the yougov um survey so an independently run one um to find out of that fifty three percent roughly what percentage would identify as humanist and it's 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 only five percent of people who have heard of the word yeah. <laughs> and identify as it. But if you explain what humanism means, then that number shoots up to sort of I think it's seventeen to twenty two percent of the whole population. So, um, but yeah, so that still would leave about thirty percent of people who are non-religious but wouldn't identify as humanists. So. That, that, that's why I'm saying you just it, it's so important in RE not to pigeonhole people mm. um, but the reason that I'm comfortable in using a label for my beliefs and values is that it provides a place for people to come to if they know that their beliefs and values align with yours. Yeah. Whereas, so, so for example, people who have left controlling religion, no, I'm not talking about, you know, somebody who's born into a very liberal C of E family yeah. and say, do you know what, mom, I don't believe. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who've left uh, maybe um, uh, countries where it's, they, they they would actually uh, be threatened by the death penalty yeah or for not being not having religious beliefs or um, blaspheming or anything like that taking taking yeah. god's name in vain yeah yeah, yeah. so, so I, think, I, um, I think i can't remember the number off the top of my head i think it might be 30 no don't quote me on this 13 <laughs> 30 yeah i know maybe in your notes afterwards you can put <laughs> but yeah but no, there's there's 13 countries where um, there is a death penalty mm. for, for being an atheist or humanist. Mm. Um, Maldives, uh, Iran, Afghanistan, mm. um, and so anyway, so 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 we support asylum Liverpool Liverpool humanists. Mm. We support asylum seekers uh, who are who are. Um, seeking asylum for their safety of their lives yeah. based on their belief and mm. um, so, so that's that's one very extreme example of how important it is yeah uh, there's no there's no liverpool atheist you know people if somebody's an atheist they just want to get on with their life and just that's what their beliefs are whereas if, if you identify as humanist it's more 
it, it can be more linked to community. So, so that's why I say that humanism is a system of beliefs, values, practice, and community. And when I say practice, I mean sort of, you know, there's humanist ceremonies, uh, a lot of humanists will want to volunteer, give to charity. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's not as prescriptive as yeah. possibly yeah. Uh, um, religions because uh, th now this this was a funny story I went to speak in a Catholic school about humanism and um, I was just chatting in the um, staff room before and one teacher said so so who's your authority <laughs> and I just laughed and I went what, what do you mean <laughs> you know I giggled nervously because I was like, what what she mean? And she said, Well, you know, who, who do you go to or where do you go for, for answers on what's right and wrong? And I went, Well, just what I've been brought up with or what I read, you know. And I think because on the exam you have to know what a Christian what the source of wisdom yeah. for Christians yeah. is, what the source of wisdom for Muslims is you know yeah. so the Quran the Bible yeah. that's their source of wisdom that's that's um where the the sort of guidelines for life are laid down and and I and I just so so it's difficult to teach humanism because mm -hmm. there isn't this one source of wisdom there's lots of read you know literature uh humanist literature or, or literature with humanist sort of sentiment but there isn't this one source and, and and but it was really helpful that she asked that question because I thought right well now I can anticipate any misunderstandings yeah, you know? yeah. so so that's what that's a big difference between because then people say right well you're wanting to place humanism you know in the arena of religions are you saying you're religion then and I was like no <laughs> because uh, that, that, those are the two main reasons that we don't have, uh, we don't feel there's enough evidence for a belief in God and we don't have any one sort of source of wisdom yeah. to go to. Yeah. So, is, is, am I right in saying it's a belief system? It's a non-religious belief system. Yeah. That, that's, how, that's how I describe it. But again, you know, if you turn up to any humanist group uh, a humanist conference there will be so much disagreement you know because we're all you know that that's at the basis of, of but the it's, like, it's, like, it's like religion isn't it you've got the you've got the liberals and then you've got the ultra conservatives yeah yeah um yeah. so uh, humanism is going to be exactly the same you can you yeah can the liberals and the ultra conservatives yeah because yeah. I, mean, I think i think this is where a lot I'm probably speaking, you know, speaking on behalf of a lot of independent celebrants here, where we, I think, have got very confused because some humanist celebrants will say, no religion, full stop, I'm not saying it, you can't say it. And others will say, well, you can say it, but we won't. And that's, yeah. that's where we get confused because we were kind of brought up old, with old school humanism, I think, where it was you will not include religion full stop in any form in yeah. a ceremony that is conducted by a humanist celebrant. And that's where we fall and foul a lot when we've had these discussions. You're not supposed to put religion in and then somebody else will say, well, we can, as long as we're not saying it thinking, well, that's blurring the lines for us. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, what's your thought on that? Yeah, so so again, and I can see why you brought that up <clears throat> based on what we were just talking about, because um, there are lots of different interpretations by individual humanist celebrants on what they are personally comfortable with. So I've only just started working as a funeral celebrant, so I can't speak for humanist funeral celebrants. But <clears throat> it's it's primarily within funerals where there's a greyer area, mm. and I think <clears throat> that 
that this is because you're dealing with grieving families and so there will be a bit more leeway mm -hmm. so um i think because in, in weddings and namings i think it would be really unusual for humanist celebrants to be okay with prayers for example mm. you know i think i think that would be highly unusual because you've got all of that run up all the planning time um and you know but it but so so in funerals there's a there's a very short turnaround isn't there in, in um getting the ceremony planned and agreeing on readings and things like that um so so i can say that me personally at the moment at the beginning of my funeral celebrant career i think my plan is to share with any funeral directors examples of what i would be comfortable with and what i wouldn't be yeah. um and also i have to recognize my financial privilege i've you know i, I i'm lucky enough not to have a mortgage so i don't have to prioritize that mm. um that, that my income in that way but i would be happier passing it on to an independent if i felt that somebody wanted the lord's prayer for example because yeah. i wouldn't understand why they would want to choose a humanist ceremony because i think humanist ceremonies are a chance for us to celebrate the depth of human emotion human connection in a non-religious way mm -hmm. so i you know i like to talk about um you know my values um in my life and link it to my humanism because i want to say you don't have to be religious to have you know strong morals yeah or to want to give to charity yeah. um you know stuff like that so so I, I i want to create a positive example of living in that way and i think humanist ceremonies do that they say look these these are you know you you of course you can be non-religious and have non-religious beliefs and values and celebrate them you know humanist celebrants would not lead um uh an act of worship you know um but if auntie nelly wants to nip up and say a short prayer i know that there are some humanist celebrants who are comfortable with that in a funeral um because it's not central to the ceremony it's a contribution by a family member you know um, oh, it's so, yeah so it's 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 it doesn't it doesn't go to the core of the ceremony it's it's just seen as a contribution so again that would be something me personally i wouldn't i would probably sort of want to be suggesting that an independent celebrant would be more appropriate but again if you're dealing with families who are in grief then that might not that's not priority it's, it's quite difficult as well because they might say oh we want no religion at all and you've written the ceremony and right yeah. at the last minute they'll say oh can we have the laws <laughs> literally yeah. right at the last minute <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. what do you do saying oh sorry i'm going to pass it on to somebody else or yeah. you just yeah yeah you can't you can't deal for you can kind of like try and um take into account all the grief and the emotion but you you can't cover every eventuality i don't think when it comes no. to funeral especially because you don't know i mean we had my dad's funeral at the end of last month and, and we had the lord's prayer um none of us are particularly religious we were all brought up with religion mm -hmm. um but it was important to my mum that that was said so I, I don't know what kind of celebrant he was he, was, he wasn't a humanist um he was put down by the funeral directors as a as a minister but i don't think he was a minister mm -hmm. um, so yeah i don't know quite what his 
qualification or, or whatever it was but um it was important to mum yeah. to send dad off with that yeah but yeah. She didn't need, and obviously we couldn't have any hymns or anything. She would have had hymns if we could have had hymns. It would have been a more religious ceremony had she been able to have mm-hmm. singing and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. but no, we had to we had to honour what what you know what my mum wanted. Yeah, yeah, she was the priority. Absolutely. The priority. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So when and it comes to um, weddings and things like that, so I mean, obviously, when I look at some of the stuff that I will put into a wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, like hand fasting, jump in the broom, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There are—I want to say there was religious connotations behind it, unless you're going back to paganism, which is obviously a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe the, for hand fasting, it was there's there might be some religious connotations with the hand fasting, but it was also a betrothal. Mm-hmm. But it's still quite a very spiritual. <laughs> so you've got the bit of religion, you've got the bit of spirituality. Are you comfortable putting something like hand fasting in? Yeah, com- absolutely, completely, and a hundred percent comfortable because, <clears throat> um, and and again, this is where I think um, misconceptions come. Is that our our so much of our culture. Um, comes from religion and and so much of it doesn't but Mm -hmm. if you tried to cut out every bit of culture that has a link somehow to religion you would be cutting out lots of culture so I love Christmas I've been brought up in England which um, uh, you know so much of it is founded upon the Church of England and before that paganism so you know interwoven into British culture our Celtic traditions um, Christian traditions you know just secular traditions so that's where the distinction comes as a humanist celebrant you need to think is this an act of worship or is it a cultural tradition? So hand fasting, I mean, so many of the knots that we do have nothing to do with the Celtic tradition. Mm-hmm. They're different forms of knots. Mm-hmm. It's just that the act of tying a knot originates in uh, a Celtic tradition. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it doesn't symbolise any belief in God or any worshipping God or any gods. It's, it's, it's meaning as a cultural one and it signifies two people coming together. So where it wouldn't be appropriate for a humanist wedding would be to introduce a, a symbolic action such as hand fasting. Um, it wouldn't be appropriate to introduce it, linking it to a religious belief, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so, for example, if um, a couple are getting married and one or both of them are Jewish, um, but non-religious, which mm-hmm. is very possible, you know, yeah. that's, that's a very common uh, combination, um, and they wanted to smash the glass, mm-hmm. brilliant, fine, because, again, that's not a form of worship. It's a, it's a, it's a cultural tradition that yeah. is linked to uh, the Jewish faith. You know, so so I, I know of a lot of Jewish people who still follow some of the, um, you know, getting together on the on the on the Sabbath, you know, as yeah. a family meal, but yeah. but but not having religious belief, but but yeah. the, it's the coming together, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, I suppose because you, you alluded to Christmas as well. I suppose for you, it's it's obviously not the religious element; it's the cultural element and the aspect of coming together with family yeah. and having a yeah. having a meal. Yeah, and and also decorating your house inside. So you know, it's connecting back to history. You know, when we didn't have central heating. <laughs> You know, and so we would spend a lot of time indoors yeah. uh, around a fire, and um, and it was a way of bringing in the 
the nature yeah. inside you know bringing you know the yule log and and trees and branches and you know all that kind of stuff bringing in light yeah. you know there are so again from teaching re there are so many autumn and winter festivals that are to do with light you know Diwali um you know I think more off the top of my head well you know um, well, y- you all as well I mean it's the, it's the end of the dark and the beginning of the light isn't it you're, yeah yeah when, uh, solstice yeah so um so that's that's my connection with Christmas um you know and you hear some people go you're a humanist you shouldn't celebrate Christmas <laughs> I'm just like man don't put us in these boxes you know? <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the thing though I mean historically you know that's the kind of thing that we've been led to to believe as, as i mean i would i would have said exactly the same without getting to know some of the humanist celebrants they've got you're a humanist why are you celebrating christmas it's a christian festival yeah mind you why am i celebrating christmas because i don't believe in god yeah but yeah but technically i'm a christian but mm. but i'm not because i don't believe but yeah it's mm. you know yeah. why do any of us celebrate christmas i've got friends who are hindu and they celebrate Christmas, yeah, um, because they say, "Well, we celebrate, you know, we celebrate Diwali, but we'll celebrate Christmas as well because we've got a lot of Christian friends, and it's just a good excuse for everybody to get together and celebrate being together, you know, in the middle of winter and and bringing the light yeah. and thinking, yeah. So you don't have to be a particular religion or have any no. religion to yeah. celebrate a particular festival." <laughs> It's, it's so linked to culture, you know, and, and, and the way I explain it when I go into schools to talk about humanism, because that is one of them, that they're so worried for me, the empathy, the concern, they're like, miss, you know, what, do you celebrate Christmas? Are you allowed to, you know, and I'm like, don't worry, kid, fine, you should see the amount of Christmas decorations I have. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've actually even got a nativity, you know, because I love the iconography of it. Yeah. You know, I've got a little French vintage um, uh, nativity. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so, so so they're really worried about that. And that's one of the things I say is that um, if I lived in a Buddhist country uh, as a humanist, I'd celebrate, celebrate Vesak because... Yeah. You, you want to be part of the culture you live in um and you you know um yeah you just want to fit it's part of the community yeah it? yeah that's a good way of putting it is that it's about community isn't it family yeah, and community. yeah. yeah cool yeah. But so, I, I, I can give you some examples actually of um because this is a big difference between uh, a humanist celebrant and a registrar in yeah. what's allowed yeah. uh, about religion is that registrars, because they're a legal um, body, they don't allow anything, do they? They, no. they don't allow reference to God, heaven, blah, blah, blah. Um, certain songs you're not allowed, even though I they're... even have Robbie Williams' angels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the example I always use. It's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the only song that I have turned down for a ceremony, um, and again, it taught me a lesson because I was like, oh, they they haven't told me the exit music yet, but that's fine. They can tell me that, you know, last minute. And then it turned out to be My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. Right. And I was like, I looked at the lyrics and I thought, and I said, look, I'm really sorry, but I said, is there a reason you want to include this? And they said, no, it's just that we like it. And there was no other reason. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I love the song, I, you know. And whenever I talk about this anecdote with anyone, I'm always singing it for the next couple of days. <laughs> but, but if you look at the words, it is, uh, it is full of worship for God. It, you know, it's like, I really want to be with you, my sweet Lord, Hare Krishna, mm-hmm. you know. And... Um, so because it had no, there was no reason for it to be there, um, no significance, they just chose another one. They were a bit peed off. They said, I thought you weren't anti-religious. I thought it was non-religious. I said, that's not being anti-religious. I said, like, mm-hmm. you know, if a church didn't want to have Quranic readings 
in a blessing that's not them being islamophobic that's them protecting that blessing as a, a christian space you know mm. so i'm that's what i said i'm protecting this ceremony as a non-religious space mm. if you want to have that song later on in the day that's up to you you know that um on the other hand um there was one um couple and they wanted to include the desiderata have you had that reading in any of yours and there's a line i can't remember it off the top of my head but it's something like uh so it's just, so it's about you know 20 30 lines long but one of the lines is blah 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 god whoever he may be mm -hmm. or whoever it's or she or i can't remember maybe mm -hmm. And I was fine with that because um, it wasn't the whole point of the reading. Yeah. It didn't dominate in the ceremony. And also it had great emotional significance to the, the, the bride because she, her mum had been given a framed copy of that um, poem uh, for her wedding day right they brought that framed copy along as a carrying on a family tradition to yeah. the actual ceremony and had it on display and i introduced it with that information yeah. you know yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah and then there's other ways as well you might have some blessing that they that mentioned god and i would suggest would it be possible to just substitute the word god for love because then for religious people they can interpret it that way but then it's also more congruent with a non-religious ceremony so those are examples where a registrar would not have let the desiderata in yeah you know yeah. i think that the desiderata is um it inspired the um always wear sunscreen uh thing you know you know that piece always wear sunscreen oh, i can't remember you'll have to look it up you'd love it it's, okay, yeah yeah it's a non-religious I, I, I might have seen it but it's not something I've, I've i've used in the ceremony but yeah 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 oh so that's interesting that yeah so, i mean i've i've done a couple of ceremonies which have had very religious um overtones um to the extent I did wonder one one of them in particular, I did wonder why they didn't go and get married in a church. Yeah. Um, because we had a lot of religion, but the bride, I th one of them, one of them had been married before in a church, and it was a really flat ceremony. Right. Even though it was the church that she went to, didn't enjoy yeah. the ceremony, and obviously second time around, um, didn't want to go through that as well. I don't know whether the church would have married them or not. I don't know about that, but wanted yeah. to have the same kind of they wanted the personal content but they still wanted religion so i'm, I'm happy you know yeah. and, and yeah. i had readings from both sides of the family which were very religious so i mean i let them do the you know let them do it but i've also had it where one one couple they wanted me to lead everybody in the lord's prayer again yeah. but you know as an independent that I've, i'm wondering if i'm going to get smited from a great height but <laughs> Tending to be something I'm That's not for other things, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> the hair, that's why the hair is red. Um <laughs> but but it's it's kind of like, yeah, I've I've got no qualms in if that's if that's what you want, and I suppose that's the beauty. I don't have to think anymore about what content I put in if as long as it's something I'm comfortable with putting in. I'm obviously I'm not gonna put anything that's gonna be homophobic or, you know any kind of phobic in there yeah um to appease somebody and i you know i'm not going to put something in that is going to cause somebody some pain or distress um but i would hope i wouldn't be doing that at a wedding and if, I, if it was that kind of wedding i would hoping that they would have chosen me because i wouldn't be the right person for them to do that with anyway yeah. you'd fire them yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah it's weird so with humanist ceremonies is there something that you have to say at the beginning to denote that it's a humanist ceremony 
The only thing I have to do, um, and I'm happy to do, is to say I'm a wedding celebrant accredited by Humanist UK. That's the absolute minimum because that's my governing body. Yeah. Um, And I have been asked once or twice not to put that in, but then I've said it's my governing body. This is who I'm insured by, you know. Um, and, um, and, And also I said, do you know what? People will, your family and friends will love this ceremony. They won't be focusing on that one word. Yeah, you know. I know. yeah, I know. Yeah, I've had it before. It's so personal to to them yeah. that everyone's going to be lapping up. Yeah. But the fact that it is that that I know that 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 couple so incredibly well, and I'm explaining their beliefs and values yeah. and and uh, why they fell in love, and you know, all the anecdotes and yeah. the personal promises. They won't be focusing on that one oh. word. Yeah. And and. I think also there's sometimes a fear around it um, from religious relatives that, and I've never, never, ever had, you know, in all of the, I don't know, it must be coming up to, I don't know, somewhere between 50 and 60 ceremonies. I've never, ever, ever had a family member say anything negative. Mm. The, 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 sort of most extreme thing I've heard once was, uh, uh, you know, a very Christian granny say, well, it was a lovely, lovely naming ceremony, really lovely, apart from the fact that it didn't have Jesus in it. <laughs> that was the worst I've had, you know, you know. I, t- I, tend, to, I tend to get um, before the ceremony, well, no, I tend to get after the ceremony. We weren't sure what to expect when we saw you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were like, welcome to my world. We weren't sure what to expect when we saw you, but then yeah. you started to talk, and when we fell in love with everything that oh. you were saying, yeah. and that's it. That's brilliant. Yeah. 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 I want people to look at me and think, what the hell? <laughs> and do you know what? I find that more people are worried, more family and friends are worried about it not being the legal part. Yeah, yeah. Than but, it being a non-religious ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's like it doesn't matter that it's not the. I mean, we we both know it yeah. doesn't matter that it's yeah. not the legal yeah. part because what you go to a legal ceremony at the register office and it's the same as Jack and Jill had five minutes before, and that Bob and Karen will have, or Bob and Pete yeah. will have five minutes after, kind of thing. And there's nothing personal and loving about it. It is just a means to an end. Let's get the party started. Whereas with a celebrant, the party is starting from the minute yeah. you walk into that ceremony space and you yeah. see how different that ceremony space is and how how where everybody's sitting and there's no prescribed side to sit on and everybody's having a drink beforehand and milling and chilling yeah. and then the celebrant walks in and they'll go wow yeah what we're we gonna what you know we're gonna pay attention what's happening now what's happening now <laughs> we're gonna pay attention because she looks weird yeah. <laughs> And then she opens her mouth and thinking, and then they call, that was brilliant, that was brilliant. We didn't, we knew all the story, but listen to it like that was brilliant. And it's like, yeah, that's what, you're going to remember the whole of the wedding day, not just the party. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what unites all celebrants. And and that's why I often talk about celebrant weddings rather than humanist weddings. And I'll, I'll talk about humanist weddings sometimes but I'll often talk about celebrant weddings but and I think um you know I think I think the main I think so so what I sometimes feel that there's a misconception that humanists celebrants don't want to include religion and they think they're above it or whatever you know and I, I think I think it's misunderstood that that this is our choice mm. you know when we do have it is sort of um it is more equivalent than say with a priest or a rabbi leading it in that you know the couple want to be having their ceremony led by somebody who shares their belief system now I know that that's possible with independence, but it's not like it's not like all of your say not all of your ceremonies will be pagan or 
yeah. all of the ceremonies will be that. So yeah. I, th I think that's misunderstood that we see it as a positive thing. And we're, we're happy that couples have the choice as well if they do want to have something that isn't a humanist ceremony then that there are other celebrants yeah. to provide that service so there was a couple that i chatted with recently and i was gutted that to, to lose the booking but i had to be honest and say um because um that the the bride her family was yoruba and um and she wanted to include a blessing and I just said is it a religious blessing and she said yes and I said well I'd be happy to um I'd be happy to lead on from a separate Yoruba religious blessing um and or I'd be happy to include a non-religious Yoruba blessing in the ceremony but um that you know and she was she was fine with me being honest about that and she said you know i think i will be better off with a, an independent and i recommended some great local ones but you know that if you want to sort of celebrate the positive stance of humanists and humanism you have to let go <laughs> yeah there's some really nice people sometimes to work with but i, I often get in my inquiries we want a humanist humanist ceremony so i then respond back saying do you want a humanist cele celebrant or do you just want a non-religious ceremony yeah 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 that's what we want we don't want any religion well you yeah. don't necessarily need a humanist then if yeah. you're a humanist celebrant blah blah yeah. blah yeah oh yeah yeah no 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 it's just we don't want any religion in it fine yeah and we, we've got to i think all of us have got to educate people it's like we're educating people about what a celebrant is i think we need yeah. to educate people about yeah if you want a humanist celebrant here's humanist uk yeah people obviously you can find lots of humanists on facebook instagram and all all, all over the place as yeah. well in their own rights or you've got humanist uk if you want an independent go and look here um if you're not sure what you want and you don't care what you have whether it's a humanist or independent look here kind of thing yeah. but if you want yeah. a specific you're going to have to go down a specific route but I mean, yeah. most people don't realize there is a difference they just automatically think humanist equals no religion yeah yeah and and i've, I've heard you know an independent celebrant say well ind independent celebrants are better because we offer more and i just thought it's that's so inaccurate yeah. i think it's if you think of a venn diagram yeah. there's so much in the middle that's in common but there are bits on both sides and they are both important yeah. so the bit that is just humanist yeah. and not covered by independent celebrants yeah. is that connection of beliefs and values in all of our ceremonies not just an individual ceremony yeah. and also um that we are we represent a bigger organization that fights for human, human on human rights campaigns. Yeah. So, uh, so, so that bit isn't covered by independent celebrants, and then you've got the bit on the other side yeah. that is just covered by you. Yeah, I know it's speculation here, and it's like just—I mean, I don't know whether you, you you feel comfortable answering this question or not. So, obviously, we had the 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 law recent law case that came up. Yeah. Do you think when it happens, because it will happen, that hopefully that all all celebrants will get the right at the same time but it might well be that humanists leave and get the right before everybody else to conduct legal weddings do you think from what you know what you think surmise that to have a humanist wedding you're going to have to be a member of huk so yeah so first of all i'm going to clarify i am not speaking on behalf of humanist no, UK. This is, this is, this i'm just covering is, myself yeah, this is just, <laughs> you know um and i don't have any extra knowledge uh, of, of what will happen so um all i can compare it to is in scotland if you want a humanist um wedding with a humanist society scotland celebrant you have to have membership for that year yeah um 
and and the, the way I compare that is if you want to have a wedding in a C of E church, you know, you do not have to prove that you have been a Christian all your life and will be a Christian for all the future of your life. Yeah. You know, these these represent your beliefs and values at that point. And, and that goes back to what we were saying before, that, mm. that you can't pigeonhole people and that people have a their own journey of beliefs and values. Um, so so personally, I, I think that's enough. And I, I would imagine, but I um, this is speculation, that something similar would happen if if humanist weddings um, had legal recognition in England and Wales. Mm. I would imagine that membership of Humanists UK would be a requisite for that. Mm. Yeah. It would make sense. Um, yeah. and, then, and then it's going to, in my head at least, it would sort out the people that just want a non-religious ceremony, but say they want a humanist ceremony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if they really want a humanist ceremony, they will go and, and yeah. join so that they can have the benefits of being part of that gang. <laughs> yeah. 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 And do you know what, though? I would say if you look at all of my couples or families, I would say about half definitely want a humanist ceremony and maybe another half just want a non-religious ceremony and, and don't mind wouldn't mind who lead it who leads it yeah. but i do have quite a lot of those couples that aren't bothered that really start to be interested yeah. in what humanism means and they start feeling do you know what there's actually a word that describes my beliefs and values yeah it resonates yeah 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 so i actually never used to um so what i always do now is i've got i've got a paragraph that just very briefly explains humanism and i put that in 99 percent of my first drafts of yeah. scripts and I always put in brackets, this is optional. Some yeah. people to choose choo some people choose to leave it in because they want their guests to know what the word means. Yeah. Um, and some people choose to leave it out because yeah. they, they don't want to include it. And I said, it's no right or wrong, absolutely up to you. And most people want to leave it in. Yeah. And I started doing that sort of an opt-out rather than opt-in yeah. because um I was reading about, um, it was in the Humanist UK magazine, and there was one staff member who is working full-time for Humanist UK now. And the reason is because she attended a naming ceremony where the naming celebrant explained what humanist meant. And she sat there as a, as a, a guest going, yeah, that's totally me. That, yeah. that describes me. And yeah. she researched it further. And, and ended up working there because yeah. you know. so so that is another reason that I feel proud of being a humanist celebrant is that we can give a word to people's beliefs yeah if they are their beliefs yeah when we're not out for conversion hello <laughs> you know yeah. but like you say it, it could just be something like you say you say resonates mm and lights that light bulb for somebody yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, and i think like you say you you looking more into paganism you know you're 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 finding out some words that discreet describe some of your beliefs yeah not all of them like no. you said but um it, but, it's, yeah. it's, it what makes sense at a given part time in your life isn't it and yeah, yeah I'm, de I'm i'm definitely i'm definitely an old crone <laughs> Just now. <laughs> Nothing to do with Harry Potter <laughs> for once. <laughs> no, if, but, there was, um, if there was a Harry Potter religion, I'd be the high priestess, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into the beliefs and values of the writer. 
no we're not, we were no we're not talking about the writer we're talking <laughs> no. about the fictional world <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. talking about the fictional world thank you very much <laughs> but, but that's, we, won't, um, we, won't go, we won't go any further than that <laughs> no but i'm just looking at my notes just to see if there's anything i definitely wanted to cover yeah. um and, and the other thing is that i think one of the misconceptions about humanists is that um, they don't have awe and wonder at the universe and um, and that they believe everything that science says. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to get across that that's not true. That I, th I mean, if you look, you know, watch any David Attenborough, you know, programs, yeah. how can you be, or, or, or Brian Cox, yeah. throw him in there as well. How can you sit there without being full of awe and wonder at the world you know i'm just going to take you back as well to standing on top of a, a hill in the lake district with the sun piercing the clouds yeah how can you not have awe and wonder at that beautiful yeah. sight yeah. yeah yeah and and you know uh, an example i give again when i when i go into schools is you know there's this um i'm so bad at remembering details but there's an uh a caterpillar that lives in an arctic region mm. um and it lives for i don't know it's not like 10 years because the the summers are so short mm. so it freezes throughout the whole winter mm. and is essentially dead yeah. but not dead it's it's frozen solid yeah. Yeah. and then it thaws in the summer carries on eating again freezes again year after year and yeah. then and then after i don't know 10 14 years or whatever eight i can't remember um it defrosts and um does a little bit more eating lays some eggs you know or um turns into a moth lays some eggs and then dies you know and, and i'm just like wow the adaptability of life is incredible yeah. So for me, that awe and wonder does not come from thinking there is a creator. Yeah. I just think life happened. Yeah. And that's incredible. And that's enough awe and wonder as it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, it's been awesome talking to you. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm hoping other people get as much from this as, as, as I have. Um, and, you know, just learning a few of the differences and your beliefs and how to be fair they are quite parallel to a lot of mine you know we, we go off at different tangents but yeah. you know i think the core human value is there regardless yeah, yeah. And it is you know is to be the best person that we can and to do the best by the people that we can and to you know to me that's a magnificent core value to have and then we go off and do all you know whatever we can do um to, you know to, to keep those going and to deliver some kick-ass ceremonies on the process <laughs> and, and that's why we are ambassadors for equality weddings as well absolutely yeah that's a whole other subject <laughs> podcast to come yeah, but we had to get in there somewhere yes yes people check that out we are ambassadors for equality weddings um but we I'm hoping that there's going to be a podcast with a few more members of the team coming shortly. So I'm not going to put any spoilers in, in here, but, you know, check out Equality Weddings on Instagram and Facebook. But if people want to contact you, Sophie, how do they get hold of you? Um, well, as you know, from being on Instagram, that's, that's uh, my Instagram story. That's, uh, so it's at Sophie Colligan Ceremonies. Uh, so that's colligan c-o-l-l-i-g-a-n yeah. and um <clears throat> that's where i am most um i've got a new funky have you seen my new website did i have you seen it it's, it's very colorful you'd like it um uh, you're right uh, yeah. <laughs> no i've not seen it let me check it out Come on. <laughs> yeah yeah sophiecolligan.com that is um and um uh i mean i've got a phone number that you can leave a voicemail on if you want that's Oh seven, yeah, double eight, yeah, four two, yeah, double six, yeah, zero double seven, and um, my, ah, oh, do you know what my email address will be there? We can say, but it's Sophie Colligan at Humanist Ceremonies, all one word, 
www.wedding.org.uk and I I am doing I'm mostly a weddings and the namings celebrant but I am doing some funerals this year because um I've obviously got a lot more time because weddings have been postponed but yeah. I can't see me having the time to do funerals next year because it's going to be a double bonanza isn't it it's going to be a nightmare mm. in a good way <laughs> yeah. it's going to be a nightmare. so if somebody listening to this is thinking my core values completely align with with yours how do I find out more about humanism where can I send them um humanism.org.uk and there are also some local groups around the country as well. Liverpool's a particularly strong one. So is Chester, um, Sheffield. Um, yeah, so there, but, but if you, you can Google and find your lo- local group. Yeah. But, you know, some areas don't have local groups, but some do. But yeah. humanism.org.uk is the main point, point, port of call for humanism in yeah. Britain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fabulous. Well, thank you very much for joining me. And we will speak again soon. Oh, nice one, babe. Well, I hope that's given you a bit more of an insight into humanism and the world of the humanist celebrant. Um, I certainly learnt a lot. And I look forward to you joining me for my next podcast soon. Take care.